Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. Um, so this morning I, I want to teach on... I actually don't have a topic for it, but I would just call it two, maybe two channels of blessings. Amen. I just realized I didn't, I don't have a topic for it. Praise God. Um, and this dropped on my mind on Thursday, which is a bit unusual. Uh, typically, Sometimes it's the Saturday night or Sunday morning when I get to church that the, the word comes. Praise God. But somehow Thursday morning, the word just dropped in my heart. Um, and this is something that um, the Spirit of God just took my mind back to uh, my final, uh, I'll call it my final days. I say my final days in the university. Uh, starts from part four. Uh, those were very powerful times. I did a five-year course of, you know, indeed clear preparation by God. I've had seasons of preparation. Um, there are seasons where you're not sure what God is doing, but he's, he's cooking you up. And um, he cooks you up so big that uh, it's as though you want to just unleash. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it, just, it just still cages you. Uh, but in the course of time, you then find out um, how a lot of what God has prepared in time past, it begins to bring to your remembrance. It begins to, um, those things begin to manifest as you journey in life. And one of those things I learned in that period is the, the need indeed to take out time for God. Take out time for God. Praise God. Um, because it was a season of, um, let me not digress too much. It was a season where there was no academic exercise on campus. So there was time. Amen. So the, the, the Holy Spirit occupied that time. Amen. You bow me over from, from the morning. No food, no water, till late evening. My roommate was a medical student. Their own calendar was different. Leave me in the morning. You come back from class in the evening. Meet me on the same spot. You say, ah, ah. You see there here. That's when I just look at and say, oh, it's already like evening. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And there was something... Um, so many things happen in that period, but I'm just going to take a lesson from some of the things the Holy Spirit revealed to me. Um, and just follow me this morning. Amen. I'm going to go a bit uh, theological. I didn't go to a theology school, but um, when you see some things, uh, you know that they, are, they should be taught on in theology. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So there are two um, I'll call them two primary channels through which God releases his blessings to humanity. Two primary channels 
through which man experiences the dividends of a relationship with God. And you see that pattern all through scriptures. Two primary channels through which God releases his blessings to humanity. If your mind is going to the subject of grace and mercy, you are not far from it. Amen. Uh, but I would not dwell on that this morning. Praise God. Uh, but to say that um, I don't have any other name to call those channels, but there are two, what I'll refer to as postal child. Praise God. When you say something is a poster child, it means um, it's, when you're talking about a subject, it, it's, it's preeminent, all right? So there are two uh, postal children <laughs> of the manifestations of these channels. Amen. I will read quite a few scriptures this morning. Glory to God. And what I find is that they're very powerful, they are mutually exclusive, but at the same time, they weave one into themselves. For you to accept the possibility of one is to know that the other one is also possible. There is no dichotomy in that sense. They're coming from the self-same source for two different channels. I'm gonna focus on the postal children this morning, praise God. Let's open our Bibles, read some very common scriptures. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. Second Chronicles seven, 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will do two things. I will what? Forgive their sin and what? Heal their land. I will do two things. I will forgive their sins and I will, what? Heal. Heal their land. Psalm 103, verse 3. Because of time, I'll just take a few scriptures. Amen. Psalm 103, verse 3. We'll just establish this and then move forward. Can we read together? Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. I'm sure you already see where I'm going. Praise God. Um, it's important to understand what these two things represent. Spiritually and in the broader context. In our relationship with God and have an understanding of their places as relate with the Father and understand what the priority of the Father is. Amen. Amen. James chapter 5. 
We read from verse 14. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Next verse. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up if he have, if, and if he has committed sins, they shall what? Be forgiven. Next, 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be what? Healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. These two signposts that I'm talking about is forgiveness of sins and healing. Forgiveness of sins and healing. If you like, they are the first children of several other things in terms of how we derive or extract the benefits of having a relationship with God. I'm careful not to say salvation because before salvation became a thing, these channels were already in vibrant operations. Praise God. You must understand that the same blood that was shed for your sins is the same blood responsible for healing in the body. By his stripes, we were healed. Praise God. Let's open to a scripture where Jesus himself began to show us some things here. Mark chapter 2 from verse 3. And this will be the last one we'll read, but we'll read more scriptures later. <laughs> Amen. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh to him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, we'll still come back here. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. The question is, what did they come for? Healing. What did Jesus pronounce? Your sins are forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in the spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, take up your bed, and walk. Praise God. 
but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins is said to the sick of palsy. I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. Pay attention to what the guy did. And immediately he rose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. We've never seen anything like this before. Jesus said to them that I will demonstrate to you that I have the power to forgive sins by causing this man's healing to spring forth right before you. In other words, doing one right before you substantiates the other. He started by saying, listen, which one is easier? To say that thy sins are forgiven you or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. I pose the same question to you this morning. Which one is easier? Uh, put yourself in that scenario. Which one is easier for you to do? Your sins... There's a man sick of palsy. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what he was communicating there is very deep and powerful. And it is apparent to me that um, the things that God has made easier for us as believers a lot of those things, we take them for granted without understanding the import of the power backing up those things. And it is the way we are wired, or the natural man is wired from the time he fell. He became conscious of the natural realm over and above the spiritual and so while God will always look at the inward man, would always consider the outward. And so if there's no outward manifestation, the faith, I need you to follow me carefully this morning, the faith to believe in the unseen tends to be weakened. And that is why it is important for you to understand that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight, not by our sensory perceptions. In other words, we do not take our reference point just from the natural perspective. Responding to how we feel, responding to what we see, responding to what we taste. Are you following what I'm saying? We walk by faith. In other words, we interact with unseen realities and we appreciate the power 
of the things that are happening in the spiritual that may not necessarily be apparent in the natural realm. But nevertheless, we are able to interact with them. This is what the apostle meant when he said concerning the spiritual, I would not have you ignorant. You need to have knowledge of spiritual dynamics. Because Jesus speaking to this man sick of palsy and saying your sins are forgiven you, what he said is something so powerful. But whether his sins were forgiven or not, it is not apparent, is it? And so, the people sitting around had doubts and looked and said, what power do you have to forgive sins? Praise God. Because there's no evidence that this has happened. They said, this guy is blaspheming. Because they also understood the fact that forgiveness of sin is something so powerful and so transformational. It's something that before the, uh, Jesus was glorified, it is something that, you know, you had the high priest going in and doing so many rituals and, you know, sprinkling blood and all of that for them to even have a sense that our sins have been forgiven. Are you following what I'm saying? And then you stand here without all those rituals of things that we can see, perceive, you know, the, the high priest, you know, going into the holies of holies and then, you know, he tied the bell behind him and all of that. Without all those rituals, you are saying something this deep. And Jesus said, I will demonstrate the fact that there is power to forgive sins because I will let you see this man being healed right before you. Hallelujah. These two signposts, I often refer to them as one being spectacular and the other being unspectacular. Praise God. And I tell you this morning that the unspectacular manifestations of the Spirit are significantly more powerful than the spectacular manifestations of the Spirit. In fact, the spectacular manifestations oftentimes is so that those that don't believe may believe. It is to help the faith of those that don't believe that they should believe. This is exactly what Jesus was doing here. Praise God. But we are often moved by the spectacular. If we don't see the spectacular, sometimes we don't believe that God is there. Remember the story of Elijah? Whom the wind blew. 
boisterous. He said, but the Lord was not in the wind. Then there was earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then there was fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. But there then came a still, small voice. Praise God. God is not always, that's a topic for another day, in the spectacular things. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? Still, small voice. The most powerful and the most transformational manifestations of the Spirit are things that often the believer can miss out on because it's coming so subtle, so gentle, and uh, they, they, they blow over your mind. And sometimes you feel that those are things that you can afford to ignore because somehow you don't understand that it is God that is at work inside of you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So he says, work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. Because there are instructions of transformation coming into your spirit, man. The still small voice speaking to you and shifting you in a particular direction. But you don't understand that it is God that is at work in you. And so you don't carry it out with fear and with trembling. But if it was earthquake and fire and mighty wind blowing, praise God. Uh, you feel that this is God, right? Your propensity to obey is higher. You are not walking by faith. You're walking by sight. Hallelujah. Forgiveness of sins. Very unspectacular. The day you gave your life to Christ, when you got back home, did your parents know that anything happened? Did the people around you really know that anything happened? Uh, did you change? Was there one hollow at, above your head that you are not a saint? Uh, did you suddenly turn white? Did you suddenly grow wings? It's the same you. But guess what? The most powerful thing just happened to you. By the simple exercise of your faith, the simplicity of hearing the gospel and responding to it, the simplicity of confessing his lordship, as unspectacular as it is, as you may not see anything in terms of, you know, plenty of drama and all of that happening, yet in the simplicity of that particular occurrence, hell could no longer hold on to you. 
in the simplicity of just responding to the gospel, you escape from darkness into light. The kingdom of hell could no longer hold on. In the simplicity of that, you experienced a second birth. Something more real, more tangible, more supernatural than your natural birth. Much more real than your parents gave birth to you that your mother labored. And pushed you out. Much more real is the fact that in the simplicity of that exercise of your faith. You came into the kingdom of God. You became a joint heir with Christ. You became a brother of Christ. You became a child of God. Born of God. As simple as it is. Which one is easier? It is always easy. But sometimes you just like the hard way. Are you following me this morning? Praise God forevermore. Low in your mouth, in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. The word is nigh unto thee. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do not say who shall ascend to bring Christ down. Spectacular. Or who shall descend to the abyss to raise him up again? The word is nigh thee. Praise God. God is as though he crashed every form of barrier and any form of excuse. For you to come into the kingdom and experience. And listen to me, the Bible says. Colossians 2, 6, as you have received Christ, so walk ye in him. We walk by faith and not by sight. How did you receive him? Praise God forevermore. The most transformational things that will happen in your life are very unspectacular. But in the course of time, you are being transformed and increasing your conformity to the image of his son. And you will see mighty manifestations by reason of your arising in stature. Are you following me this morning? For some people, when you go into a meeting, until there is boom, an explosion of power, and people are falling, and chairs are broken, and all kinds of things just happening. You feel that, no, nah, God never come. 
But I tell you without any equivocation, the man standing in that meeting with heavens opened over him and the thoughts of God coming into his heart is having a more original, cogent experience of the move of the Spirit than the person falling. And I'm not saying people falling under and everything is wrong. Are you following what I'm saying? We thank God for what is happening. No matter what you are receiving in that moment, and many don't know what they have received. That's why when I lay hands on people, if you fall, it's not a, that... that I take time to speak words. You know, I remember an experience on campus or at a retreat and, you know, move of the spirit. Students, power, everything. Praise God. <laughs> there was this particular lady. He came, hands laid, fall, and then Get up again, go and meet another minister. Hands Get up again, go and so I noticed. I was like, okay, what's going on? This girl is having such a mighty experience. <laughs> but I was sufficiently schooled at that time. Uh, I, I called her after the whole meeting and I sat her down. I said, So what has happened to you today? What did you receive? I don't know. I was like, so, so, you know, God didn't say anything to you. you. Nothing came into your heart. You know, I mean, this was going on for maybe two, three hours. And you were displaying all over the place. Like, is there something? Nothing. Amen. Amen. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> uh, you've had that experience. Or oh, it never occurred to you that, okay, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. It was in a meeting, a worship meeting, I'll never forget. And as worship was going on, my imagination got transfigured. And I began to receive powerful thoughts. I began to see things. And as all of that was wrapping up, I had the Spirit of God say clearly to me, he said, this is the height of the manifestation of the Spirit. The height of the move of the Spirit. I said, I don't understand. He said, the thoughts of God invading the hearts of men I didn't understand it immediately. So as a good student, I put in my back pocket, I said, well, I need to go search in the word of God and, and, and substantiate this. Praise God. And there's nowhere else to start from, but from when the spirit of God broke out from on high and came in like a rushing mighty wind. And I read through, I'm not going to teach you on that right now. If you're expecting, go and read. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Praise God. 
And I saw very clearly that indeed what I heard the Spirit of God say to me, substantiated in Scripture. Praise God. When someone comes out and has given, make an altar call and people come out and they give their lives to Christ. Amen. Amen. And somebody who was maybe on a wheelchair or couldn't, couldn't stand up or a blind person and in the same meeting the person gets healed. Which one gets the most applause? No, 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 let's be real. In fact, that is what, in fact, the man of God, that, that's, that's the... <laughs> that, that, that is the one that, you know, um, substantiates his uh, anointing and, you know, the power. Recurries. Nevertheless, <laughs> Jesus always says something. Your faith, your faith has made you whole. Be it unto you according to your faith. There has to be your faith. Are you following what I'm saying? Beyond the power of God, your faith. Praise God. I believe time will permit me. I will get into that. Are you following me this morning? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we hardly, and I bless God. I was so happy listening to the testimony, you know, about the, the young man who came out and said, my life has been transformed. Wow. Praise God. We hardly share those kind of testimonies, you know. And rejoice over that. Guess what? Uh, do you know the Bible gives us a picture of what happens in heaven, in the dwelling place of God, when uh, a sinner turns from his sin and comes to God? There is rejoicing. God gracious. While we on earth, you even encourage and say, please clap for them as they go. Clap for them as they go for cancer. You, you know, you have to encourage. Heaven is holding a party and rejoicing. But the one we shout about is the spectacular one. The one we rejoice about is the spectacular one. That should, that should give you a picture of just how far away the thoughts of God are from the thoughts of man. Amen. Amen. I'm not here to, and if you're getting that feeling, that's not my goal. To say that the spectacular manifestation, no, we need it. I need it. I want it. <laughs> we all pray for God's mercy. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? 
Amen. Amen. How many of you want miracle alert? Yeah. You know, just boom, boom. <laughs> Praise God. Transformation is what is sustainable. Your rent is due, and you pray to God, and God just exposes his benevolence, showers benevolence. Somebody just calls you and just, bam, just sends you the money. Wow, God is good. Amen. But my brother, if you're going to rely on that approach, the following year, to pay, you may be grossly disappointed. Amen. Amen. Like my brother Taffa would say, the fact that Jesus walked on water did not mean that he now established a new model of transportation that you can just walk on water anytime you like. Amen. So you have those interjections. To prop you up, to help you, but you need to be transformed. God is interested in your transformation, the renewal of your soul and your heart. Amen. Amen. Are you following me this morning? Praise God. But one thing is very common, and we can learn from that. You see in scriptures where the power of God was said to be present, to heal, to do great things. Yet, it's just one person connect or connected are you following what I'm saying and that brings the subject matter of faith we walk by faith and not by sight your faith is critical in the manifestation of the spirit your faith is critical in the manifestation of the Spirit. And it is so much more critical for you to have those not necessarily spectacular dimensions of the Spirit. If you are the type, for instance, that except God speaks to you in a dream or something, God has not spoken. Your spirit is not yet sufficiently trained to hear the voice of God. It takes faith, but it has been made so simple, so simple that it's become maybe a little more difficult. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
But your capacity to believe is very crucial. It's very key. Praise God. That man, that woman with the issue of blood only had to just reach out. Saying to herself, if I may just touch. So her touch was a touch of faith. Glory to God. Your unbelief is just as powerful as your faith. What I said may sound very shocking, perhaps, but listen to me. Your lack of capacity or your willingness to believe impedes on the move of God. It, it, it impedes on the work of God in your life. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to read a few scriptures. Start bringing this to a close. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 13 verse 54. Matthew 13, 54. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue in so much that they were astonished and said, Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? When people marvel, uh, you, you need to understand that God looks at the inward, all right? You can say something, but internally you are saying something else. Uh, that's why when people talk, uh, you find often Jesus is knowing the intent. So he, he responds to the intent of their heart, not just the words coming out of their mouth. Hallelujah. What was the reason for their marvel? It wasn't, <laughs> is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Somebody say familiarity. Mm -hmm. Some of us, has, we've gotten very familiar with the voice of God, right? So his mother called Mary and his brethren, James and Joseph and Simon. And, like, ah, where, where is it coming from? We know your family. We know your background. Your father is a carpenter. Your mother is Mary. Mary here. That's your mother. These are your brothers. <laughs> Praise God. And his sisters. Are they not all with us? When then has this man all these things? And they were offended in him. Hmm. So let me digress. That statement is very powerful. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own household. See, finish. <laughs> Some of you, the Spirit of God is speaking to you. Speaking to you. You are not responding. It is see, finish. It's an unbelieving heart. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? You've gotten so familiar. Look at verse 58. 
and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. In spite of his capacity and the capacity of power that he carried, unbelief stopped the manifestation of mighty works. Unbelief. That's how powerful unbelief is. It can limit the expression of the power of God. Don't think in your heart that you have nothing to do with the manifestation of God in your life. That the power of God will just flow regardless of me. Your unbelieving heart as powerful as God is can limit the expression of his power in your life. Did you hear me? Yes, sir. Your unbelief. Very, very dangerously powerful. So why can't God just do it? God is all powerful. Unbelief. This is the reason why many will be condemned. Not because they are smoking, not because of anything, just unbelief. That's why the children of Israel, many of them perished in the wilderness because of their unbelief. They just didn't believe. Hallelujah. Where I'm going this morning is to let you understand that from the things that are manifest and that we can relate with, we can learn very powerful lessons about the consequences of simply believing God. The consequences of a lack of belief. The same principles operate across these two streams in consideration. Same principle operates. If this is true, then this is true as well. Praise God forevermore. I don't know what you're expecting of God, but if you've not come to the place of believing, and let's see what really believing implies here. Praise God. Very quickly, we'll read a few scriptures, and you'll see some common streams there. Hallelujah. Are we ready to learn? Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 14. Acts 14 verse 8. Very quickly. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. Verse 9. Very quickly. The same heard. Somebody say heard. He heard Paul speak. Colum. Who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, he saw his faith. Somebody say his faith. Somebody say, my faith. Praise God. He saw his faith. Amen? 
faith can be seen. There was some energy coming through from that man that Paul perceived that faith has been built up. Amen. Said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Paul gave a command. And the man leaped and he began to walk. But Paul would not have released that command if he did not perceive that this man had the faith to be healed. So it started from his faith. And it was a question of what must I do to activate and come into the reality of what I've already received. Because when it comes to faith, your exercising of faith is not what is providing for things. Your exercise of faith simply means you've come into agreement with God concerning what he has already done. He's not going to do it. It's done already. Your eyes are just being opened to see. Are you following what I'm saying? We look not at things that are seen, but at the unseen. So your capacity to see, that's the prayer of Paul, that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Because when you see, then you believe. Seeing indeed is believing. Are you following me this morning? He will show you what natural eyes have not seen. But he will show you. You will see it. Praise God. So you see the vision. I can walk. It's been done. What, what must I do to enter into this reality? For the natural manifestation of what I've seen happen in the spiritual. Your faith. Your faith. Your faith. Praise God. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you could ever think, imagine, or ask. You know what that scripture really means? It's trying to tell you that no matter the extent to which you can imagine. Praise God. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above it. There is nothing too hard. Are you following what I'm saying? He's saying that, look, there is capacity beyond your imagination here. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are a billion planets you are just on one earth. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, you don't get it. This bottle of water. This is your imagination. What you believe. You, 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 you studied. You meditated until you were able to get this bottle of water. Praise God. 
and you are rejoicing and you are happy. Amen. But God is saying that no matter how big this is to you, amen, it's just a drop. Just imagine how many bottles of water like this it would take to fill a very large tanker. Praise God. That's what it means. He can do exceedingly. So, where is your faith? I don't know how, how impossible what you're expecting is. Praise God. I don't know how impossible the thoughts or your imaginations of your heart is or what God is asking you to do. Over and beyond that imagination, there is abundant capacity. Praise God. So never imagine that what is difficult for you is also difficult for God. He's not your mate. Can do exceedingly abundantly above. Think, imagine it, no matter what it is. Praise God. There's no imagination you can come up with that will intimidate God. To the extent that you can imagine, he can do exceedingly abundantly above it. Hallelujah. But when the Son of Man comes, will he still find faith on earth? Where's your faith? Capacity is available. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Hallelujah. Let's move quickly. Matthew chapter 12. I want you to see some things here. Matthew chapter 12, 10. I need to move very fast now. Matthew 12 from verse 10. And behold, there was a man and his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, it is lawful. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? I want you to begin to notice some trends here. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? Amen? Next verse. And he said to them, What man shall there be among you that have one sheep? If it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? When you place mammon above man. How much then is a man better than sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. And then said to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And what did he do? He stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other hand. He stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like the other man. Paul said to that man, get up. And he leaped up and began to walk. Jesus said to this man here, stretch forth your hand. And he what? Stretched forth his hand. Jesus said to the guy, sick of palsy that we read earlier, get up, take up your bed and walk. He got up, took up his bed and did what? He walked. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 2. Okay, let's jump. Amen. John chapter 5. 
In fact, I love this one. John chapter 5 from verse 6. Glory to God. When Jesus saw him lie, this was the guy sitting by the pool of Bethesda. And the mistake we may make looking through this story is to think that this guy didn't have faith. If he didn't have faith, he won't be sitting there waiting and expectant. Amen. But he was waiting for a staring. That sounds like somebody. You're waiting for a sign before you move. Praise God. God has said, go. But you are waiting for the stirring of the water. God, show me a sign. Show me a sign. He's saying, move. Show me a sign. <laughs> Praise God. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, will you be made whole? His answer clearly was, yes, but, amen. I have no man, then the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but when I am coming another step down before me. In other words, me not being whole is not because I don't want to be whole. It's just that there's nobody to help me. I want to be whole. Praise God. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. What is it about this Sabbath? Praise God. Verse 10. The Jews therefore said to him that was cured, it is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry your bed on the Sabbath day. Look at his response. I don't care what you guys are telling me. Praise God. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said to me, Take up thy bed and walk. In other words, the instruction that resulted in my healing was linked to the fact that I have to take up my bed and walk. So he obeyed as he received the instruction without any care that it was the Sabbath day. You are not hearing me this morning. When it comes to faith, faith is now. Are you following me this morning? There is no law against the instruction of faith. For some of us, we may have laws that have limited our capacity to believe God. Paradigms that have been etched in our mind 
that as the Spirit of God is pushing you in a particular direction, there is a limiting thought. That is stopping the manifestation of God's power. Nobody has ever done it this way before. How can this thing be? In the history of the organization, nobody ever made partner before year 12 in the organization. Things that have been said, laws that have been etched. After all, this one, it was God that said, don't, of course, tradition had entered it. And there were other things they were doing on the Sabbath. But there are laws that our interactions with man, our history and knowledge of what is possible and impossible is, is, is ingrained as a stronghold, limiting our capacity to believe. This guy said, the guy who healed me said to me, get up, take up your bed and walk. No matter what you are going to tell me, I'm not going to drop this bed. And I asked myself, could Jesus not just have told him, get up and walk? Must he carry his bed? Why was he telling them to carry their bed? But this guy didn't say, eh, but sir, it's not lawful, you know, to, to carry bed on the Sabbath. He just carried his bed. I won't be surprised that guy carried the bed all the days of his life. <laughs> the instruction that healed me said, I must carry my bed. Uh, there are some things that you are probably ready to do. Uh, God said, uh, you say, okay, this one uh, is not lawful. Uh, somehow is not allowed. This other one is okay. I will go in this direction. And you don't see the manifestation of God's power. Because you didn't obey exactly as he has instructed. In other words, your miracles are laced or they're on the path of your obedience God. The manifestations of the things you are looking up to God for is on the path of obedience. You walk by faith. It implies that you are doing what? You are walking. You are taking steps. It's the Apostle James that said faith without works He, he, he says something I found interesting. He said, even the demons, eh? Even the demons, they believe and they tremble. Ah, how you want to take B? <laughs> Praise God. Their believing results in an action. And you, Praise God. Show me your faith by your works. If you have believed, then do. 
break every barrier. Leap over any mountain that is stopping you. Every instruction that, 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 that is not aligned. Are you following? Because, listen to me. If you don't move, you never know what's possible. When you move by instruction, you're on the path of prophecy. You're on a path of purpose. It is that path that you will experience the hand of God. Listen to me. There is always a path. It's called the narrow path that leads to life. Praise God. God is very, very, very deliberate. There is a path. There is a constraint. It's not every path that can walk and get you to the destination. Praise God. You want to experience all things being added unto you? Walk in this path of purpose, of instruction. Are you following what I'm saying? Some of you just need a dose of courage to dare, just dare to believe and move on the path of instruction. Therein lies miracles. Doors that your certificate and your experience cannot open. It says, go, knock on the door. And you are still sitting down there. No be my type, they go knock on that door. I don't have the experience to go and knock on that door. I don't have the money to go and knock on that door. You are full of excuses. And like the man sitting by the pool, you are waiting for a sign. Yet destruction has come. But you are waiting for a sign. We walk by faith and not by sight. Tell your neighbor, we walk by faith and not by signs. No. I'm not waiting for anything in the natural to substantiate what I've seen. I will go ahead regardless. I may not have all the strappings, but I'll go ahead regardless. And you see the wisdom of God beginning to guide you. You see, it's called the path of life. Are you following what I'm saying? It's called the path of life. Praise God. He has shown me the path of life. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. This path of life is a path of open heavens. You just walk that path and take that step and see all the elements begin to coordinate and cause all things to work together for your good. Are you following what I'm saying? Dare to believe and move. Every healing we've seen here came with instruction and they obeyed. Stretch your hands. And he stretched it. They took action. Do you remember the guy by the beautiful gate as well? Praise God. Get up and walk and they pulled him up 
Hallelujah. Are you following me this morning? Praise God. Don't let see finish. Amen. Cause you to take with levity the subtle instructions of God. The subtle moves of God. It may not be spectacular, but it's telling you. Shortly. Go and ask that lady out. Oh, you are still full of excuses. She must be earning like five times my salary. I am waiting to get that big job. Then I will have confidence to step out. And it's just saying, go, go, go. You may be laughing. But that's the heart of unbelief, my brother. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't let see finish. It will hinder the move of the God's power in your life. You'll be walking through life as though one without power, as though one without help. As the one without a father that really cares for him because of a heart of unbelief, because of a heart still waiting for signs. Praise God forevermore. Let's rise on our feet this morning. Se kato libre koto fare do fasi kandaro beskina maradosa. Sato libre lora do freke de broko fushar do sita. Sale rubekare do frade bekena rosa. And in this moment, be sensitive. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Spirit of God, move over this house. In the name of Jesus. For some of you, the Holy Spirit will begin to remind you of certain things. For some of you, it's like he's asking you, just like Jesus asked Lazarus' sister, take me to where you laid him. Some dreams, instructions of righteousness that you've abandoned for years. Things you have put and you've buried somewhere. For someone you feel it's, it's, it's too far gone. It, it's, it's stinking by now. I, I, I need to move on to other things. God may be taking your heart back there. And saying that which you refuse to do over these years. Go to where you laid him. There is resurrection power to resurrect dreams. To bring back to life 
And the mercy of God can collapse time for you. In the name of Jesus, the capacity of God transcends the limitations of time. There is something called multiplying your days unto you. That in one day you have the capacity to accomplish what would take a natural man several days to do. What is the Spirit of God nudging you today? I pray in the name of Jesus that you receive courage. I banish every torment of fear. In the name of Jesus. God said to Joshua, be not afraid. Just be of good courage. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Believe God. Believe God. Believe God. Believe God. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Stop delaying. Stop procrastinating. Go. Buy that form. Fill it. Submit. Write the exam. Stop delaying. Give God the latitude to let his power flow in your direction. In your walk with him to let his power be made manifest. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. All eyes closed. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. Is there anyone here peradventure? You have not established a relationship with God. You are not a part of this commonwealth. You've not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord to say I agree with what God has done for me through you. Let me just see your hand up and we'll just pray. We'll just pray a short prayer. I'm just going to count to three. One, two, three. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. We receive your word this morning with thanksgiving and with rejoicing. We pray that this word will produce for us every day, anytime, and in superabundance in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Parpoint Tribe.